Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, this is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to. Right here, youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found. And of course, tape live at the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. You like Going In Raw on the audio podcast app? Whatever audio podcast app it is. You can listen to this show ad free. That's right. Without advertisements, without the commercials, without us talking about various awesome products that we push here on the show. You can all, you can get the show without all that stuff for $3 a month by going to goinginraw.supercast.tech. Or if you want some bonus content and you enjoy the show ad free, you can get two bonus episodes every single week and the show ad free by visiting us on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash steve and larson and the bonus content i'm speaking of of course thursday we've got the numbers don't lie with the undertaker and uh today we're gonna do a power rank of figure we'll look at the winners and losers Absolutely. of uh, this year's WWE draft that, uh, so that should be a lot of fun we're gonna be filming that live around four o'clock pacific mm-hmm, mm-hmm, 7 p.m mm-hmm. eastern uh speaking of the draft let's go over some winners and losers of the draft uh and just see how all this shook out last night of course was night two of the WWE draft. And uh, so now we know where everybody's landing, uh, what the deal was. Almost everybody. There's some free agents still, so we don't know where everybody's landing, but most people. Bailey, we don't know where she is. Oscar, we still don't know about. There's like mm-hmm. a list of like 10 or 15 people or so 
but we got a pretty good idea. Of course, after Raw last night, just like after SmackDown on Talking Smack, but after Raw, there was a, what is this show called after Raw? Raw Talk. Raw Talk, thank you. Uh, they they listed off like a ton of more draftees where like some tag teams were split up, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, uh, so yeah, let's go ahead and take a look at some of these. What were some of the bigger surprises from last night? Certainly, Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins moving over to Raw. Bit of a surprise. Uh, uh, what 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 really shook you from last night? Um, I think the, the the what surprised me most was kind of the lack of surprises. I I had it in my head that it was entirely possible that Becky and Seth can could move over to Raw. But, you know, there have been some speculation about maybe the Usos being drafted to Raw and then working out some sort of deal to bring the New Day, Kofi, and Xavier Woods back over to Raw to reunite with Big E. That didn't happen. Um, I didn't think – I was kind of surprised there wasn't that many uh, NXT call-ups, just a handful, and yeah. uh, none of the veterans that we kind of expected to get the call. Um, were called up. I mean, Austin Theory, he was drafted on SmackDown uh, last night. Zia Lee, Ridge Holland. I was kind of expecting there to be a lot more uh, uh, NXT names involved in the draft. Yeah. Didn't yeah. happen. Yeah. Uh, Ridge Holland, surprisingly, who's like, you know, basically linked with Pete Dunne on NXT, was called up, um, which was surprising that we didn't get like actual pete dunn who's been in nxt for like years now apparently for some reason was finagled into signing a new deal uh with wwe to stay there in the cesspool that is nxt 2.0 um so that's a bummer for him uh but uh yeah i mean not, nothing was really shocking i'm kind of curious how the women's title picture is gonna figure itself out so you got becky who is the smackdown women's champion on Raw, the Raw Women's Champion is Charlotte. So the most boring thing they could possibly do trade is... Trade the belts. Trade the belts. Yeah. I, I when, when, when it was announced, when it was set up for Bianca to take on Charlotte last night, did you think, oh, they're going to put the title on Bianca last night? You thought they were just gonna, it was going to be a shit finish like it was. Well, I, I didn't know if it necessarily be a, a crap finish. Did they even establish that it was a championship match? Oh, did they not do that? Oh, I figured I it notice. was. Okay, yeah. Oh, no, you're yeah. Absolutely unless right. I unless they do the whole huh? presenting of the belt with the graphic, I assume it's not a, yeah. a title bout. Uh, no, I mean, Bianca's got the match at, at Crown Royal. If any uh, title change is going to happen, it's going to happen at that show, not at a, not, a, not on a Raw. Um, yeah, no, I, 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 even if it was a title match, I, I wouldn't have expected Bianca uh, to pick up the belt there. No. No. Mm-mm. Uh, so how do you see this title uh, picture shaking up? They're going to trade belts. They're totally going to trade belts. Because even if... So uh, the only way they wouldn't trade belts is if Sasha wins at Crown Royal because she's actually on SmackDown. And then, I don't know, Charlotte would have to have a match sometime between now and the SmackDown after Crown Royal and drop the belt there. It just seems more likely they're they're going to trade belts. I just feel like they're going to trade. I just feel belts. like these days we're in we're in sort of a thing where the reason why I felt like it could have happened last night, I and mean, we've seen title changes happen on Raw before, and we're in this sort of era where they're trying to do, you know, they're trying basically right now they're trying to appease Fox and USA. So when there's like a big thing that happens on uh, when where did the Big E title change happen? It happened on Raw. Yeah, it happened on Raw. So they totally do that now. 
Um, which is why I thought this could have happened last night. Uh, you know, Bianca gets the title from Charlotte. Sasha gets the title at uh, Crown Royal. And then you have, like, you know, the brands with the titles that they're supposed to have. Um, so I thought that was a total possibility because WWE is totally hot-shotting things these days. They're just like, hey, we're going to do this thing. That's right, yeah. He cashed in, that's right. Um, so, like, I mean, they're doing that these days. So, like, I thought it was perfectly within the realm of possibility. Um, but then they, they didn't. Um, didn't. So... Yeah, I don't know. I God, I hope it's not just that, but you're probably right. I mean, so they're probably just going to trade him. Have they done that beyond? Because the Street Profits in the New Day did that last time. Mm-hmm. Have has there been an opportunity in the recent, like last year's draft, did any titles like change shows? Well, I'm trying to think from 2016 or since 2016. You know, that's five drafts they've had. Yeah. Um. Because it's not like they they never they traded like okay so Bray went to SmackDown with the red Universal title and then changed the color of the title. So like they've done that kind of thing before. Well, they'll they'll belt swap, and so I'm hoping they do something like that this time around because the Street Profits New Day thing was totally lame. Well, I mean, it if they do that, lame. then they're going to end up looking the same as they are now, you know, where the blue, the, the SmackDown with championship, the blue background will be made red and the Raw with championship, the red background will be made blue. And that's going to look well, like yeah, the exists. If, if Sasha wins it, if they do the thing where Sasha wins it at Crown Royal, she takes it back to SmackDown because that's the SmackDown Obviously, title yes. that's on the line. Yes. And then Charlotte will just have to drop it to. Yeah, that's what I mentioned earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bianca or somebody. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, there's all that. Uh, let's talk about this. Gable Steveson. A person who probably won't be wrestling in WWE for another year or two has been drafted to Raw in the 2021 draft. Can this be a running thing where, like, in the 2022 draft, he's drafted, like, to SmackDown, but he still has never made his debut? Sure. And then, like, the next year, he's back to Raw when he actually debuts? Sure, why not? I mean, it's... I, you mentioned in the pre-show, it's it's probably just to get some some mainstream news coverage. Uh, uh, of Gable, considering he is an Olympic gold medalist, um, having him drafted to one of the main roster shows, I guess, is newsworthy. Um, also, I guess, in the event that he is uh, picks up the pro wrestling business super quick, once he's done with with college, if they think he's ready for the main roster, well, there's a place for him already, you know. So, I mean, it, it, I was I was kind of. I was kind of surprised when I heard it happen. I was like, all right, yeah, I guess that makes sense. They're trying to already build him into the next huge thing. So if he's even remotely decent, he's going to be the guy that takes it off Roman, by the way. It's entirely That's possible. Happening. That's happening. They're going to try their damnedest. But it's it's all going to fall on whether or not he's got a personality. Yep. It's, it's exclusive to that. Because otherwise, you can put Heyman with him, but it's like, I, I, I mentioned this on Twitter last night. I feel like Gable Stevenson has two roads, Kurt Angle or Brock Lesnar. He can't mm-hmm. be Brock Lesnar because Brock Lesnar's appeal was not just his legitimacy, but his freakish size and intensity. He looked like nothing. He looked like Raw Gate Mutant back then. He looked mm-hmm. like a monster back mm-hmm. then, and Gable Stevenson doesn't. He looks like a nice guy. Um, if he's got the personality of like a Kurt Angle, then it'll work it, it, because the wrestling will be fine. Like he'll 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 learn how to pro wrestle. He'll learn how to do the matches and stuff. He'll be fine in that realm. But like if they put Heyman with him and and he still has no, and and he has no personality, no like TV charisma, it's gonna be like putting uh what's his name uh Curtis Axel with Paul Heyman. 
or like once they put Cesaro with Paul Heyman. Cesaro's a hell of a wrestler, but like it just didn't work. It's like, okay, who cares? Yeah. Um, yeah. But if he if he gets it, then they're totally gonna try to make him into the be the, like this huge thing. Oh, obviously. Um, yeah. So also somebody mentioned this in chat. There are no more women's tag teams besides the champions. That's correct. Uh, uh, Tegan, Knox, and Shotzi were broken up before they ever got the title shot that it seemed like they earned at least three times. Um, they got drafted different brands, and then the 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 team that was just champions prior to losing to Nikki and Rhea, Tamina, Natalia, they were split up too. Um, yeah. I mean, I think uh, almost all, save for maybe the Iconics, a vast majority of the women's tag team champions have been teams that have just been put together. That's just kind of what they do, WB. Um, you know, and it seems like once a team loses the tag titles, they break up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. More often than not. So it, it was a bit surprising at the same time. We've seen the template. We've seen how they, they book the women's tag division. They'll just put another team together uh, or several teams together to serve as challengers for Nikki and Rhea. And eventually one of those teams will win. Yeah. Yeah. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now. All you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Uh, and then, of course, uh, the the rumor from yesterday, Finn Balor uh, heading to Raw, that happened. Yeah. And he got kind of a big, you know, he had like a little video package. They made, they tried he to did. make it seem like a big deal. Yeah. Here's one thing I wish they would do with the draft. And they kind they do at times, but other times they don't. You know, like Becky going number one. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. SmackDown wanted to pick the Usos to keep with Roman Reigns. Makes sense. If, But I wish they would do this a bit more consistently where, you know, if you're in a real draft and you have the, the, the fifth pick, you know, you're probably not going to, you're, you're, unless you're like a, a playoff team already, you're not going to reach. You're not going to gamble on potential. You want a sure thing. And I feel like sometimes with the draft, there's there's people that fall. For example, Finn, who fall in the draft to the later round, well, maybe he should, probably should have been taken a little bit higher based on his 
his his his, his power rankings, if you will. You know what I mean? They're like if to, you yeah, if you well, if you watch yeah. WTV right now, there's no way you would pick Kevin Owens above Finn Balor. You just wouldn't. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see here. I'm looking at the uh, I'm looking at the draft. So like, yeah, yeah. So like, this is it's funny because you mentioned that. Yeah, I mean, this made some sense, I guess. Nakamura and Boogs went. I mean, literally you got your mid card champions. You want they're champions. They should right, be drafted. Right next I totally to understand that. Yeah. And then let's see here. Raw gets uh, Kevin Steen. SmackDown gets Zia Lee in the next round. Uh, yeah, Raw gets Street Profits, SmackDown gets Viking Raiders, and then Raw gets Finn Balor. And and sort of, if they're theming things together, SmackDown then got Ricochet, which, by the way, is amazing for Ricochet. That's, that's, that's great, great for Ricochet. for him because I think it takes him off main event, the show. Probably, because I main think event main is, event's is, a, is a Raw branded show, right? Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah. Yeah, because like Garza was on there, Carrillo was on there. It was all Raw people on there. Mm-hmm. I think they mm-hmm. film it with Raw. Yeah, I think they do. They film it right before Raw, I think. And SmackDown is at like dark matches. Um, yeah, I think so. So that's great. That's great for Ricochet. They, you know, I hate to say this, but Ricochet, he needs a gimmick. <laughs> he needs he needs a vocational gimmick, dude. Because <laughs> it's the only way you get on TV these days. You know, vocational right. gimmick. Or pair him with something. Like pair him, but like, like, not like in a tag team. Like put him with Finn. Put him with Finn and AJ. They well, really I mean, should have split he's up on a different J- show. AJ and Amos. He's on a different show than Finn and AJ now. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Okay, yeah, okay. So put him with, uh, who's on SmackDown now? Put him with, uh, don't put him with Mace. Put him with, uh, I don't know. Hey, you know what? Put, put, no, I don't like that. I don't <laughs> think put about it. Oh, put, it, put him in Hit Row. Too many guys, too many people. No, actually, it's not. He could be the mid card guy. Top Doll and and uh, and Adonis can be the uh, the the tag, tag team, team. Yeah, yeah. And then Swerve is the top guy. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. It's probably a bad move. Put him with Nakamura and Boogs. <laughs> Have him be a guitar player. You know what would actually be sick? I'll be hmm. honest. I'm looking at this right now. A Ricochet and Jeff Hardy tag team. That could be neat. That would be rad. That could be neat. That'd be really cool. That'd be one of those tag teams they put together and have their story. Can they get on the same page for several weeks? And then they just take them off TV. Sort of like when Cedric and, uh, yeah. and Ricochet were a tag team. Yeah. That's what I want. That lasted, what, all of two weeks? That's what I look forward to in my WWE. <laughs> Speaking I, I of love a, the tag teams that are put together and they try yeah. to figure out how to work together and they're taken off TV. That's my favorite. Yeah, before you ever learn if they actually can work together or not. <laughs> right. I love when they do that shit. Remember that time they had Tegan and Shotzi win like five championship contender matches? They never get a title shot. They got nothing out of it. Nothing. They got split up out of it. That's what happened. No, Walter, man. How, what the hell? It's right. Yesterday we were talking about Walter heading to Raw. It didn't happen. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I really wasn't expecting that to happen. And probably for him, I'm happy. <laughs> Neither it was I. Because they uh, they wouldn't know how to, how to book Walter. Put Walter with uh, Apollo Crews. I don't know. Anyways, let's just dive into this raw. Sure. Uh, Becky Lynch opened it. She said, it's been a year and a half. Feels good to be back. There's a lot of talking in this opening segment. There was a lot uh, of talk. The, the one, the one. We, I guess we really haven't talked overall feelings about the episode. The one issue I had with this episode of Raw is that it felt very disjointed. What, the longest match was maybe eight minutes, maybe ten. Yeah. I felt like there was one of those episodes of Raw where they want, try to cram as much stuff as, in there as they can. 
and the the thing that kind of gets sacrificed is the actual wrestling of the show. I just feel like there wasn't yeah. enough wrestling. There's a lot of talking. I understand yeah. the draft stuff takes away from the wrestling aspect some, but there was just talking, 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 draft picks, draft picks, draft picks, and then like a, like matches kind of interspersed throughout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was the draft. They feel like they need to do too much stuff. Uh, all right, let's see here. Kicked off with Becky. She says, uh, so she said, yeah, so she just tells everybody. She's like, so here's the deal. Probably going to make a lot of executives unhappy by jumping the gun, but uh, I'll confirm it here. The first draft pick for Monday Night Raw is Becky Lynch, me. This is my show now, and I'm still holding this title, but I was the longest reigning Raw Women's Champion, and I technically never lost that title, and the person holding it now, it's the last time I beat her. She's never been the same, and last time she beat me, I've been better than ever, so I think it might be time to be Becky two belts again. Of course, she's referring to the Raw Women's Champion, Charlotte. Charlotte comes out. The crowd's chanting, Becky, two belts. And Charlotte yeah. says, let me remind you, before you beat me, you were Becky pre-show, which is oh. actually really, that's a pretty sick burn, I'll be honest with you. She said, I made you famous, and you need to get over your inferiority complex. No matter what brand you're on, you're always going to be looking up to me because I'm the most decorated woman, woman in WWE history. But mm-hmm. it's a good thing you left SmackDown because we've got unfinished business. This brings out Bianca. She says that she has unfinished business with both of them and that they both must feel threatened because they took cheap shots at her last week on SmackDown and the way she sees it. Uh, neither of them are ready for her to become the EST of Raw because she goes here now. And Charlotte mm-hmm. tells her to be quiet. Uh, she says, Bianca, you won the Rumble. You've been SmackDown champion. You made a event WrestleMania. You've almost done as much as I have. Charlotte has. Only thing... She should be doing, though, is thanking Charlotte for paving the way for her. And then Becky chimes in, and she's, like, trying to antagonize him. It's like, oh, man, if I were you, I'd fight Charlotte right now after saying that. And uh, she's like, oh, I wonder what happened uh, if they f- they fought, because it's never happened before, but didn't NXT. Um, uh, Charlotte says, well, I-, I only give it opportunities, not charity. And Bianca says she's got something to give Charlotte. Starts taking off her earring. She's ready to fight. Yeah. Uh, Adam Pierce, Sonya Deville walk out to the stage like, whoa, 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 calm down. Uh, this we got our, a, a great main event now. Uh, F- Bianca versus Charlotte. Also, we got a, ta- a women's tag title match. Tamina and Natalia versus Rhea and Nikki. But first, U.S. title match. And so you think that's next after commercial, but no, instead we get the first round of the draft picks. Jeff so Hardy. The U.S. title match was and- not next. Yeah, Jeff Hardy got to came, come out. What was the next match? He got to come out and just watch the draft happen from the ring because he actually made his entrance. And yeah. they're like, no, wait, that draft time. And I was like, wait, did I miss that? Uh, so confirmed, Becky was not lying. Raw gets Becky. SmackDown gets the Usos. And they, for like sort of random picks, they'll go backstage and show people. Like I think they went, the funniest one was when they went to like Damian Priest and he was just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so SmackDown got the Usos and backstage you see Heyman there and the camera kind of zooms in on him and he breathes like this heavy sigh of relief because he's not going to be left for dead like Roman said they would do that if they didn't go to SmackDown uh, Raw got Bobby Lashley showed him like sort of anti-reacting to this uh, SmackDown got Sasha Banks mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then we finally got the US title match Jeff Hardy versus Damian Priest. Uh, fun match. Uh, of course, Damian Priest got the win. That happened as follows. Hardy escapes a reckoning. He's looking for a twist of fate. Instead, he gets a bell clap. Uh, eventually, though, he does hit a twist of fate. 
hits the swanton, but when Priest kicks out, he goes right into a crucifix pin to get the win. After the match, we get a Jeff Hardy interview. Uh, he tells fans he loves them. It's so good to be in front of the fans again. He's had the highest of highs, but also crashed back down to reality. He says, going to SmackDown might be an opportunity to see a different side of Jeff Hardy, a different ego. Itchweed. Give us the good people what they want. Give us Itchweed. Um, says, but he's still on Raw for a couple of weeks. And he's interrupted by Austin Theory. So he runs down the ring, and he's like, you know, obviously or acting like he's in awe of one of his heroes. He says, uh, no disrespect. You know, I'm Austin Theory. I got drafted on, on Friday on SmackDown. I'm here. My dreams have come true. I got drafted to Raw. I'm now standing in the ring with Jeff Hardy. You inspired me and motivated me. And he says, I don't mean to fanboy, but can I get a selfie with you? And commentary is really playing up. This is like amateur hour right yeah. now from Austin Theory. And so Jeff Hardy's like, yeah, fine. So Austin Theory takes the, the picture and then lays out Hardy Ooh. with a clothesline, uh, hits a finish on him, and then so Hardy's laid down on the ground. So Austin Theory, like, leaned next to him, takes another selfie. So it's not quite well, the Austin Theory character we had in NXT, but I thought this was relatively entertaining. I thought this was entertaining. I, as far as sort of, you know, I thought this could have been a lot worse. Like, if they basically try to make him the way he was in his previous stint on Raw, I feel like it's the there. there is some continuity there between NXT and what we saw. It's just a little bit more of a vicious side, um, which uh, I, I appreciate. You know, he's going to be a bit more of a bad guy, which, I mean, maybe you could if you wanted to put together the pieces on your own, say, okay, he learned from Johnny Gargano because Gargano is basically a bad guy. I mean, these days mm -hmm. it's a bit different, but, you know, when he was with the way, Gargano yeah. was basically a bad guy. Um, so, uh, so I like this. He showed a lot of personality. You and I at this point are big Austin theory fans. Uh, his work with the way really turned me around on the guy. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. uh, so I'm looking forward to him. He does have a terrific look. He's got tons of charisma, yeah. good wrestler. He's super young. Um, hopefully they, they figure him out, you know, sooner than later. Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel like if he takes what he has, what we saw last night, and he just is able to chew to really bite into something good, yeah. and I think that'll really help him early on. Yeah, um, as agreed. opposed to just sort of uh, uh, you know floundering a bit. Yes, yes. Uh, after that, we had an RK Bro interview. Uh, Riddle first talked about how excited he is to have Randy Orton back. Uh, that it's sweet they got drafted to Raw, and he asked Randy, "Hey, do you have a snake in your pocket? Or are you just as happy as I am?" All this stuff just to try to make Randy Orton laugh. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Anyways, so speaking of happy, he's happy to get some sweet revenge on AJ and Amos. Tells Orton, hey, you got that. I just had some time off glow. Orton says, are you done? Riddle says he is. And he says, Orton says they have a chance to shut up AJ and Amos once and for all. But tonight is a special night in Nashville. He has a proposition. He challenges Amos to a match in Nashville tonight against the Legend Killer. Um, yeah, so we find out a little bit later if uh, he takes him up on that. He does. Yes. Uh, well, he actually wanted to, but it was just a trick. We'll get to That's that. That's no commentary. Yeah, that was. Ugh. Well, I mean, it kind of was, wasn't it? Like, well, we'll get to it when we get to it. Uh, draft time. More draft, yeah, time. draft time. How did we do this yesterday? We had a very funny. It was I don't know. It was amusing the way you were doing this yesterday. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. 
we can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Oh, yeah, it was this. You say what happens, and I say if it's a brand change. Yes, that's right. That's right. right. All right, here we go. Round two. Raw selects Seth Rollins. (laughs) Brand change. SmackDown selects King Nakamura and Rick Boogs. Same brand. Same brand. Raw selects Damian Priest. Same brand. SmackDown selects Sheamus. New brand. New brand, brand change. Brand change. I love his render. He's he's all like hiding in his coat with that weird mask. On. Yeah. Yeah. I love Sheamus. I actually really like this for him. Uh, I have become over the past year and a half. I've become a massive fan of Seamus. Full circle on Seamus. He's be a massive Seamus fan because you got his theme song on your phone. I really loved the theme song, and I liked him for like a really short period of time. But I didn't oh. like him the way I like him now. Oh. This dude puts on matches, matches, matches. This guy is great in the ring, and I really like his new sort of shady persona. Um, I really, I really dig shit. White Brownie here has a great idea. Seamus with Ridge Holland under his wing. See, that'd be, that'd be sick. I love that idea. That's great. Um, so yeah, I think that's good for Seamus. Dude, him standing up to Roman Reigns, but still being Seamus, you know, sort of with his coat on, that could be really good stuff. Yeah. I yeah. want that goal there. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had Shayna Baszler versus Dana Brooke. Now, this sort of uh, had the internet attacking because Corey Graves during this match was really oddly running down Dana Brooke is like, he said something, I'm paraphrasing. She's been at it for so long, hasn't done much, and needs to call it a day. Which yeah, just that's seems basically really, what he said, yes. It's it's very, it's, it's like, I don't, what? Where do you get off? That was too much. It that was, was too way much. too much. She works really apparently from whatever we've heard. She works She's one really of the hardest hard. workers. Yeah, seems like a lovely person. She yeah. rolls with whatever crap they give her. Yeah, yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, any, I, I did like in this match. So, wasn't Dana the first person to to evade Shayna's arm stomp on main roster? I love that they always reference that. And they reference yes. that again this match. I do appreciate that the two because you know this is just them. Oh, totally. You know, this is Shayna probably saying, Hey, let's you were the first person to figure this out. Figure it out again. Unfortunately. And, then, and then Dana was working over Shayna's arm. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh anyways though. Uh eventually after, oh sorry, after Dana escapes the arm stomp, she rolls up Shayna, that gets it to Shayna kicks out right into a cross arm breaker and from there transitions to the uh the clutch. Uh, Dana has to tap, so Dana rolls out of the ring. Shayna follows, stomps on her arm against the LED board on the apron, and is about to do the same on the ring steps like she has done, done the previous two weeks. Dewdrop comes out to ringside. She helps. Uh, she keeps Shayna from stomping on Dana's arm. Dar- arm helps Dana up, and then Shayna blasts Dewdrop with the forearm from behind. But Dewdrop just kind of sells it, turns around, and they have a stare down. I like this. Yeah, I like that she just was like, what the hell was yeah. that? Did yeah. you tap me on the back, you know? 
that was good. Unfortunately, Shayna later on went to SmackDown, so we'll probably see this as a match next week, maybe the week after. Yeah, they're but, being a, uh, they're being a bit fluid with with these draft these draft picks don't go into effect till after Crown Royal. They're being actually yeah, fairly fluid with the whole thing. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, I don't know what happens in a match like this, though. Clearly, I, Shane, I think, is probably an early favorite favorite to win. Uh, oh, I think so, uh, yeah. Queen, Queen's crown. Yeah, I could see that. Queen's crown? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I could totally see that. But at the same time, like, they're obviously interested in keeping Dewdrop strong. So if they do mm-hmm. have a match, if they do have a match, or maybe this is their, their way of keeping them strong, is just, oh, a little flirtation with violence. With an actual just, match, but no match. Yeah. But no match. Yeah. But no match. <laughs> yeah, that's how you keep him. Keep him strong by not having him fight. No match. Uh, after that, the Usos are backstage. Heyman's feeling pretty good about himself. He gets uh, an interview, and uh, he's like, yeah, you know, my shenanigans uh, means I'm the not just the wise man and the advocate or whatever, the counsel to special the council, chief. Special counsel, yes. I'm the warden of the Uso penitentiary. And then Kevin, the interviewer, says, oh, is that how you've maintained Brock's status as a free agent? I love how he asked that question. I loved how he asked it. Loved it. So (laughs) matter-of-factly. Wow, that's a burn, dude. And so the Usos get pissed. They stare down Heyman and they walk off. And Heyman's like, oh, dear. Uh, After that, we had Ali and Mansoor versus the Umberto's Garza. Did you know that both? Angel Garza and Umberto Carrillo's real names are Umberto Garza. I have been told that, yes. I have been told that. <laughs> I'm going to say that every single week. No, you I, I think it's fucking hilarious. Their names together are their both real names. And they both have the same real name. What is HR like when they do the payouts? Are they like, whoa, whoa, whoa wait. Which one? It's like the the Steve Brule gif. Where he's trying to find the camera. <laughs> uh, so, uh, anyways, uh, the Umberto Garza has picked up the win here. Uh, Carrillo is, is, is starting to show off a mean streak, playing up uh, more uh, of a heel than he ever has before. So the finish saw Ali go for roll-up on Garza. Garza kicks out, and that sends Ali into the corner while he's there. Uh, Carrillo slams Ali into the ring post, and then Garza discovers Ali for the win. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Maggie says, "I promise you, they use both last names, and that's how HR avoids mishaps. Their last names are both Garza. They're the I same. I don't know if per- that name the same hold person. On. Hold on. I remember I checked that once, and they both have. Oh, is Humberto. that not don't burst my bubble? So, so here it is. I believe Angel Garza's real name is Humberto Garza, whereas Humberto Carrillo." Is Humberto Garza Carrillo? That's according to Wikipedia. Oh man, what? Damn it! Well, that in joke's dead. Took it out of the woodshed. Goodness. Anyways, <laughs> round three is next. Steve, first Raw picks AJ and Amos. Same brand. Next SmackDown selects Shayna Baszler. Different brand. Raw selects Kevin Steen. Different brand, but also it's going to be different company because he's going to go to AEW. SmackDown selects Zia Lee. Call up. Yes. yes. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, Raw getting Kevin Steen is just so he can spend time doing a lot of nothing before he leaves the country. You think they're going to try to do like the last ditch attempt? Have they have they tried to appease him yet to get him to stay or, or are they going to wait till like a week before his contract's up? What do they do with him tonight? They, he didn't even talk. No, because he was interrupted by uh, Akira Tozawa who wanted a match for the 24-7 title. So are you, do you think they're not going to do anything or are they going to wait until like, because I don't know when his contract expires. I, I don't think they're going to do anything. I don't think they're going to do anything. They're going to say, this they're is what we're going to pay you. Do you, do you like these terms or no? And that's going to be they bad. Had a, they had a whole ass meeting with Adam Cole. They're not going to yeah. do a meeting with Kevin Steen. Oh, they might, but I'm saying at the end of the day, it's going to be, here are our terms. Do you like them or no? Well, yeah, I don't think they're going to they're going to go through. They're going to okay. try to really wine or wine and dine Kevin Steen because Kevin Steen's when familiar Cesaro, with the company and they're familiar. When Cesaro signed a new deal, they gave him a universal title shot. And now they kept him on SmackDown. That's a bad move for him. Yeah, they gave him a universal title shot. And then he's more or less not been on TV since then. Yeah. Then they just. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? They're like, hey, sign this contract. I'll give you a universal title shot. It's like, OK, well, what do I do the week after that? And then the next four Barely years. Barely nothing. Nothing is the answer for WWE. <laughs> they had nothing for him. You think they You're losing that? Seth Rollins. That's what you got to do. Yeah, nothing. We're gonna, nothing we're going to do with you. Yeah, he likes the paycheck probably. Some people probably generally like being in WWE. You get a nice paycheck. They probably have a hell of good catering. People find their happiness other ways, man. No, I know. It's all whatever aligns to each individual's ambition. You know, been mm-hmm. saying that for years. Yeah. Saying that for years. Anyways, next oh, we yeah, had a yeah, big he had the party. promo. He had to party. Yeah, and that's kind of a huge thing, too. It's good stuff. Uh, we had a Big E promo next. Uh, he says, uh, he'd be lying if this past week didn't meet him with some challenges for the second consecutive year. The New Day were split up in the draft, and he also just had the most physically grueling match of his career, but he made sure that Lashley fell to his knees, and he, Big E, showed the world that he was a rightful WB champion. He says, but in typical WB's fashion, before I could even breathe for a minute, my next challenger came down. This man is no joke, two-time champ, swordsman, a legit swordsman. This man is Drew McIntyre before we waste any more of our time. He says, Drew, come on down the ring. Drew obliges. says, it's a Drew day. Yes, it is. Um, he says, technically, the draft is I want to be Drew. I want to read some stuff. I don't want to read All the right, Dolph stuff. I want to read the Drew stuff. Oh, gosh. When Dolph <laughs> came out, I'd like, because remember, we talked about this. We talked yeah, yeah. about that. Yeah. What would be the worst, like something like what would be the worst first feud for Big E? And yeah. I said Dolph. Yeah. And this you know what, is why. It, you, you know what? I, I legitimately like groan when I hear, we're here to change uh, the world. And then it's like, it has like the weird glorious key or whatever it is. The piano bits. It's the, it's the fucking weirdest theme song. Like of all the theme songs to actually go back and redo into this weird remix, like version of both of them, they actually give spent me, time on that. Like give it's them terrible. a new song that's more fitting for like, they call themselves dirty dogs. Yeah. Rub, rub. Like that. Why doesn't it start out with barking dog? Rub, rub, rub. I know. Then like have some Motley Crue type riffs happening. Cause I think Dolph is like huge in the Motley Crue and stuff. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah. You Who know. Bobby Roode listens to? Country? 
I don't know. I honestly don't. Uh, know. So yeah, Drew comes down. I love all this stuff. They're both so charismatic. He says, "Totally, yeah, it's a Drew day." Yes, it is. And Biggie's reaction to that, it seemed like he didn't know he was going to say that. Yeah. Um, he says, "So technically, I've been drafted to SmackDown, but I have unfinished so much unfinished business here." He says, "I was screwed out of my title. I've been waiting for a hero to vanquish Lashley, and here you stand, WWE champion." Most people would come out here and try to push your buttons, but I'm Drew and I tell the truth. And the truth is you deserve to be champion. You've earned it. I want to look you in the eye. You've earned my respect. Congratulations. They shake hands. He says, but technically you did cash in on an injured Lashley, although he did the same thing to me. No one likes him. So he did the world a favor. He says, but the bottom line is this, Big E, I challenge you to a match for the WWE championship. And then we're here to oh, change the this world. This is literally what I have in my notes. God damn it. Why are Dolph and Rude coming to the ring? Because, <laughs> uh, you know, here's the thing about Dolph, though. He totally does have a point. They have put this guy. They put everybody with this guy. He they has a point. Everybody with him. That being said, if you want to get a champion, Chip Rain, out, off on the wrong foot, you have him feud with Dolph. That's what history has more or less told us. Yeah, but this isn't going to be a real feud. Where did the Dirty Dogs end up? No. They're on Raw. They're on Raw. Oh, they're on Raw. And since Drew got the pin on on Rude or Dolph, whoever it was, doesn't matter, last night, Dolph could come out and say, and cut the same promo he has about a million times, yeah. uh, and say, well, you didn't pin me, so I want you, i still waiting for my thank you, so give me a title shot. He's going to do that whiny voice that he does to be really irritating? Yeah, for eight years. Yeah. Yeah. I used to really like Dolph. I think he is a good performer. Dolph but, is like Miz for me. I don't miss them when they're gone, and they can do really good work. But more often than not, when I see them on my TV, I just think bathroom break. I just there hasn't been a whole lot of character evolution from from him. There hasn't been. No, there he's hasn't more or less been doing the same thing for a decade. Yeah. And a decade ago, I liked it. Now I'm just kind of over it. Mm-hmm. And like so, creative uh, hasn't helped him. Is yeah. you know, and uh, anyways, carry on. I don't know. I mean, it's just like I don't know. You, you gotta you gotta be able to tell stories with people who've been around that long, and they just don't. They don't. Uh, anyway, so, so uh, Rude talks yeah. first. Says they're in the back waiting to hear when they're gonna get drafted, and they hear the story unfolding. And uh, Dolph says, "Yeah, Biggie, you're inspiration inspirational. I'm proud of you. I really am. I even texted you. Congrats. You left it on red, but that's fine. I'm behind you 100. percent But I'm wondering." Why you forgot to thank me? Um, and he says, well, you know, I thought that might happen. So here I brought video footage. So you go back to 2013 when Big E was called to the main roster to be Dolph's bodyguard. Um, and uh, he says, yeah, without, Dolph says, without me, there'd be no Big E. There'd be no uh, uh, New Day. There'd be no cash-in. And then uh, Drew kind of sarcastically says, Dolph may have a point. And Dolph says, oh, Drew, you're next. And he, he takes credit for Drew's career, throws to more video, um, and says, uh, all I ever wanted was a simple thank you. And Big E says, all you want is a thank you from us. And Dolph says, yes. So Big E and Drew, they discuss. And then uh, 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 Drew turns around, looks at Rude and says, oh, you've clearly upgraded from them, from us. And Bob Rude, this is, this is bad. Rude says, oh, you think that's funny? I'm twice the friend and twice the tag team partner that you ever were. Uh, and he tells Big E he, uh, that... that he, Bob Rude, puts the body in body card, and they may call you Big E, but they call me Big Bob. Okay. And Big E just says, no one calls you that. No one calls that you that. That part was funny. He says, they call me Big Bob. 
which Biggie's reaction was, he says, no one, literally nobody calls you that. And then Dolph yells back and says, don't disrespect Big Bob. That actually made me laugh because, yeah, nobody calls him that. But Dolph was like, hey, don't say that. I thought that was so. So Dolph says, no, it's it's not about this is all about me. And it's all about what he has done for them. And all he wants is a simple thank you. So, again, Drew and Big E confer. Drew pulls the crowd. You know, hey, should we thank Dolph? Of course, the crowd boos. Uh, Big E says, they do owe you one thing, and that's an ass whooping. And then uh, Big E challenges Dolph and Rude to a match mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, against, you know, just a handicap match. And then Drew says, no, nope, I want a piece of that too. And so yeah, it turns man, into Big a tag D match. and Big E. He says yeah. Big E and Big D, which is pretty. And Big E. Big E's reaction was. You know, I, 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 I don't like saying this. I don't like saying this. After last night, seeing E as world champion in an element, mixing it up with other people. I don't hate that they took the new day away from him. Because I not do. My, f- it's not my preference. It's just not my preference. I do feel like I'm interested in seeing him be established as his own guy as champion, not just as his own guy trying to chase a championship, because I wasn't a fan of that. Because I do think the New Day really should have been there for his elevation to top guy. I don't hate the idea of watching his journey as champion by himself. I don't think they have to be split up for that to happen per se. You know, they could all still be on the same brand and still have their own, have moments together, but it's not like they're always together. For, you know, we we look at at, at AEW, how Pinnacle and Inner Circle are kind of coexisting these days. They're technically still factions. Sometimes they do stuff together, but not all the time. If he ever finds himself in a numbers game, though, which sometimes you like to see your champion Mm -hmm. facing insurmountable odds which in wrestling can often be a numbers game why would he not always have the new day as his equalizer because whoever he's whoever he's feuding with i imagine would have the numbers advantage to some extent or at least equal numbers then you have the the drama of oh it's fine the new day are going to help him no they've been taken out yeah but every time they get taken out I don't know. I just look. I'm just saying. I'm not a. I'm not saying it's not my. I'm not saying it's my preferred choice either because I. I just know that the men behind the new day like being around each other, and I understand well, I, that. And that. And I want what's best for them for what they want. Yeah. But what I, I thought you were gonna mind. say. Mm-hmm. What I thought you were gonna say is you don't mind Big E having his first real feud against Dolph Ziggler, and I was about to quit the show right there. Oh my God! What? Come on now! I would not blame you. I wouldn't blame you for that. Yeah, no, you can go join the uh, what Wrestle Talk or Cult of. Whatever. I'm gonna go start a new show with Dan. Yeah, well, there you go. Going in um, dynamite. Going in dynamite. That's good. Um, yeah, no, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I, I really liked E out there on his own mixing. Yeah, he's it really up. good. He's really good. He, he's really good, and I just, I want to see more of that as opposed to, you know, I, I, I like the idea of my of, of him as a champion. Now he's got to fend everybody off that's coming for him, and he doesn't have the help that he had before. I'm interested in that story. Is it my preference? Maybe not, but uh, I'm going to roll with it. All right. Um, 
Uh, we had so that anyways, match. We get, yeah, we had we had a uh, Rude and Dolph against Biggie, Drew McIntyre. This might have been the longest match on the show, I think, and I still feel like it was under ten minutes. Um, the finish of this saw uh, uh, Biggie evade a super kick from Dolph. He hits Dolph with a clothesline. He picks him up for a big ending. Doing so, he kind of uh, kind of takes a couple steps backwards towards his corner. Drew tags himself in, and Biggie is not happy about it. So he just kind of drops Dolph, goes back to the corner on the apron. Drew hits a claymore for the win, and so the uh, match ends. They're about to have their arms raised. Uh, Rude runs into the ring. He eats a big ending, and so Drew picks up the WWE title. There's a little bit of a moment between he and Biggie. Eventually, Drew gives the title to E. And then Biggie, they don't have they don't have mics or anything. They just get camera audio. And Biggie says, "If you want your match, I'll accept your challenge at Crown Royal." DKC returns here in the chat says, "You guys should uh, hella rebrand as going in dynamite just to annoy people." Remember that for April first. We'll do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Backstage, uh, Reggie uh, is, is under the impression that Adam Pierce wants to see him, but it's a big ruse. It's a trap. Uh, and Pierce is like, "No, I don't want to see you." And, uh, and then Truth shows up. Like, the Viking Raiders are there. They, like, you know, they're they're not letting him through for some reason. And uh, he's like, oh, I can't go through those guys. So then Truth tries to get him. He gets away. Uh, you got everybody. You got poor Riker stumbling around. Uh, you got Drake Maverick rolling it up in a cart. Everybody's trying to get Reggie. He's doing all sorts of crazy hops all over the place. He runs into Apollo and Aziz, and Apollo's all like, oh, no, I love to see you. You're great. And then he goes. And so he runs away, and then it goes back to Apollo. And he's like, see, Aziz? Look at all the chaos that's going on here at Monday Night Raw. It's great. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. And uh, I really like Apollo. I think he's awesome. Yeah, I think he's great. I think he's great. Uh, Kevin Owens is next. He comes to the ring. You'd think to drop a promo or something before he can say a word. He's interrupted by Akira Tozawa. He takes the mic from Kevin Owens, apologizes for interrupting. Welcomes him back to Raw. He says, I don't want to fight you. I want to fight Reggie for the 24-7 title right now. He gives Owens the mic back. Turns his back to Kevin Owens. Owens turns him around, hits him with a stunner. That's all they had for yeah. Kevin Owens. You can kind of hear him talk, but he wasn't near the mic. He was like, hey, sorry about that dude or something like that. But yeah, that's all they had for him. And it's like, wait a second. He just got drafted to Raw. It's not supposed to take effect until... And that's Friday, so he wouldn't even be on Raw until the Monday after. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Speaking of draft, draft time again, Larson. All right. Uh, First pick, round four, Raw selects Street Profits. Didn't get broken up. Same, uh, different brand. Different brand. brand. Uh, SmackDown selects Viking Raiders. Different brand. 
change break. Yes. Raw picks Finn Balor. Different brand. Different brand. And then SmackDown selects Ricochet. One and only brand change. Yes. Well, I mean, the whole round was brand changes. The entire um, thing was brand change. Brand changes. After that, we had Nikki A.S.H. and Rhea Ripley versus Natalia and Tamina for the women's tag titles. Loser gets uh, broken up match. Didn't know that. Apparently. Yeah. Apparently. And then, <laughs> as we mentioned, the head of the show, Natalia and Tamina got broken up because that means they lost. Yes. Uh, yeah. Another relatively short bout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With um, the, yeah. I, <laughs> the finish got me kind of. So Rhea hits a riptide on Tamina. But apparently she was like, no, we got to do this together. And so Nikki like got onto Rhea's shoulders and she's like stumbling around up there and then she sort of splashed her down for three. Yeah, yeah. And then we had more draft picks. Round Ooh. five, Raw picks, Karrion Cross. Same brand. Who's good? Who, I mean, who else is supposed to hold down main event? Ricochet's off, so I guess it's got to yeah, be Karrion Cross. It's going to be his show now. SmackDown selects Humberto Carrillo and Angel Garza. Also known as the Umberto's Garza. Yeah. Brand change. Anymore. Yeah, brand, brand change. change. Raw selects Alexa Bliss. This was funny. Same brand. But they showed her picture and she's like crying over her ripped up puppet. Yeah, yeah. And then SmackDown selects Cesaro. Same brand. Same brand. Catering selects Cesaro. And then we got a Goldberg promo. Oh, this is so um, fucking bad. I'm so over this shit. This creative is awful. Like, it, if you look at this objectively, given how the, the scenario was booked at SummerSlam with Gage jumping over the barricade and attacking Bob Lashley from behind, Bob Lashley is in the right here. I he know. He didn't know that was Goldberg's son. And if Goldberg wants to protect his son, guess what you tell him? Don't get involved. Don't jump the barricade. This is like, yeah, this is one of these parents that like, oh, anything my kid does is great. And if if he does something wrong, it's the other guy's fault. This is entitlement at its worst. And it's not shocking because Goldberg is super old. And you kind of get that in the super old generation. <laughs> That's such a rude thing to say. I shouldn't say that. My parents are super old. They're hella cool. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's totally in the wrong ear. He's a piece of shit. Fuck Goldberg. And, and then he, like, it's not terrible. It's not like he's just in the wrong here. He's he's using that as motivation to threaten murder upon Bob Lashley. Right? Isn't Goldberg supposed to be the good guy in this scenario? He's supposed to be. Oh, oh thank you, Lashley, for making it no DQ because now I get to murder you. Dude. This is fucking awful. And this son of a bitch is going to win, too. God, I'll pop so hard if they if they have Lashley win this. Oh, I will. I, I don't. I don't think they're going to. It's gonna not going to happen though. I will pop so hard if Lashley wins this. Yeah. So, anyways, he comes out. He's already got like weird cat scratches on his face, which is weird. Uh, Lashley. He's like Lashley has the audacity to claim what he did to my son was a misunderstanding. It wasn't. It was intentional. So, what Lashley's supposed to know that some jabroni that jumps him from behind from the crowd is his son. Anyways. He says, so tonight I'm inviting Lashley to this ring so I can intentionally break his neck. Lashley comes out and he says, Bill, for the last time, what happened was a misunderstanding. And you must be out of your mind if you think I'm going to ruin this suit to whoop your ass again. Some of us aren't still dressing like it's 1998. That was great. He says, I know you're angry, but look at it from my point of view. You've been perpetrating this myth that I did that to your boy on purpose. That's character assassination. You owe me an apology. 
I'm going to give you the match at Crown Royal, and it's no holds barred, and you can bring your son along too. Goldberg gets all happy. He's like, oh, no holds barred gives me a license to kill. You think I'm crazy, and I am. You want an apology? I'll give you one. Like, Goldberg, Goldberg really thinks he's in the right here. Like, he thinks this is a hero's tale, and that just speaks to the arrogance of this guy. He can come into the company while The Fiend does, is on this great run, and it's like, no, I don't want to lose to a monster. Anyways, uh, he says, I'll apologize to your kids after I leave your lifeless body in the middle of the ring gasping for air because there's one thing for sure. You're next, and you're dead. And, and then they, like, play his music, and then Lashley's like, wait, wait, hold on a second. He's like, you know, you of all people know, you can't kill the Almighty and tell Gage if he has the balls to do the same thing at SummerSlam, it's going to happen again, or that he did at SummerSlam, it's going to happen again. He says, what would you do, Bill, if somebody jumped you from your back from the crowd, jumped your back from the crowd? And then Hurt Business very belatedly attack, and Goldberg takes him out pretty easily. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, after that, we get a Seth Rollins interview. He's very excited to be back on Raw. Um, and then Kevin's about to remind him that Edge was drafted to Raw too. And Seth's like, no, don't, don't, don't say his name. Don't say his name. This is a party here. Don't rain on my parade. We'll take care of that business on SmackDown. This is Raw. I don't give a shit who steps to me because I'm on a whole <laughs> other level. It he was, was great. so gleeful and saying, I don't give a shit. I went back and he watched because I'm so we did happy. When we did our thing today, I was like, wait, he said shit, really? So yeah, I had to go back was, and watch it. it was awesome. He was so hyped to say shit. It was great. Yeah. I don't give a awesome. shit who steps to me because I'm on a whole other level. He was so happy. That was great. Uh, then we got New Day versus Hurt Business. Um, this was a pretty short match. Uh, New Day made pretty quick work of Hurt Business. They were uh, still selling their injuries to Goldberg, so they had kind of a I had kind guess. Of a I mean, uh, two weeks of get, having the Hurt Business back together. Uh, it's a bit underwhelming. It is a bit, a bit underwhelming. underwhelming. We still yeah. had any interaction between Lashley, Cedric, and 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 Shelton nope. to any way kind of motivate why they got back together. None. Nope. None. None. No. So, anyways, afterwards, Street Profits come. Oh, uh, Xavier Woods got the win. Uh, hit Cedric with the top rope elbow. Street Profits come down the ring. Uh, they want to congratulate the New Day. Um, uh, Dawkins helps them promote their new movie on Netflix, Escape from the Undertaker, mm-hmm. and then uh, say, "Hey, we want to congratulate you." And uh, you know, hey, we're back on Raw. They want the smoke. And that was kind of it. It was all very friendly. It was all very friendly. I was hoping that they would like turn heel or something or do something cool. They didn't. It was um, just friendly. Yeah. Uh, let's see. After that, we had the uh, RK bro come out. Orton wants God, his answer from like, Amos. This just felt like filler. Oh, yeah. It totally did. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Orton's like, I haven't heard your answer. Are you AJ's personal colossus or are you just a big bitch? Uh, AJ and Amos come out. AJ just starts talking, 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 says Amos will destroy you. Do you think Riddle has any brain cells left from stopping us taking these titles from you at Crown Royal? I'm happy we've all been drafted to Raw because when we take them, we can shove them in your face and remind people we put an end to the asinine tag team RK bro. And Amos gets on the mic. He says, hey, in regards to your uh, challenge, and then Orton really quickly sucker punches AJ. Amos tries to get to him, but instead Orton's able to RKO AJ. And they go running. So commentary is like, oh, it was a big trap. Just so that they could do that to AJ Styles, I guess. Doesn't make, uh, yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Anyways, uh, final round. Night two. Are you ready, Steve? Yes, I am. Raw selects Carmella. 
brand change. SmackDown selects Ridge Holland. Call up. Raw selects Gable Stevenson. Signing. There you go. And then SmackDown <laughs> selects Sami Zayn. Same brand. Same brand. It's close they enough never to got song. to. Oh, maybe they could still do the. They, they have three weeks to do their two weeks to do the Ray Dom Sammy stuff. Oh yeah, because they got. I really like that. Right? It seemed like it was starting something cool there. Yeah, then we'll go to Raw and they'll do something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, then uh, we had our main event: Bianca Belair mm-hmm. versus Charlotte Flair. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. Becky comes out, joins commentary. She was uh, she was pretty fun on yeah, commentary. She was fun. She's good stuff. That little uh, poem or whatever she had that she did. Yeah, this is this is a fun match. Charlotte and Bianca sort of countering each other quite a bit. Uh, in the end, uh, Bianca, well, Bianca uh, kicks out of a spear. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlotte kicks out of a KOD. Uh, and then she gets hit with the second one. And uh, Becky pulls Bianca off the pin for the DQ uh, win or loss or whatever there. I guess Bianca got the win. Be, yeah. The well, I mean, yeah. like what happened at the last at Extreme Rules ended up being a no contest. So I guess it was no contest. Um, Sasha uh, came out and attacked Bianca. Yeah, I wonder what the specifics on that was. Because, I mean, I was wondering because Sasha did attack both people. It was just in a certain It should be whoever gets hit first should win by DQ. That's what it should be. I agree. But maybe, you know, what like you would like to say, the rule book is a sketch pad. Sketch pad. Yeah, it is. It is. So anyway, Sasha, she showed up after the the DQ and just beat up everybody pretty much. Uh, let's answer some questions. What do you say? Sure. All right. First up from pop punk, Bob Ross. If NXT 2.0 is supposed to be about building talent from the ground up, then what is the point of drafting Gable Steveson to raw, especially when he'll probably be a part timer his first year due to competing uh, collegiately. I'd be surprised if he's even on TV in his last year of college, to be honest with you. I would be, I would definitely be surprised if he was on TV before his wrestling season ended. You know what would be cool? Oh, so I guess, yeah. It'd be cool if they kept tabs on him, like on Raw. Like, do a really well done little documentary on mm-hmm. his training. Let's his progress, get to yeah. know the guy. Yeah. If we get to know him and we get to know a story, maybe by the time he shows up, we'll be pulling for him already. When he steps, I mean, like, look. About the first year, he uh, we get to see all this great sort of building of the man thing, right? And then he gets drafted to SmackDown, where he can then confront the tribal chief, Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Victorious with the sub. Thank you. Oopsari says, I'm not familiar with Itchweed Jeff. What's that character like? He looks like a crazy dude. I, I, I'm not even really familiar with him. I just like that he was... No, I'm thinking of Willow. Itchweed was like the he was like he was more the country guy, right? Itchweed. He did the little video thing that had like the funny voice saying Itchweed. Uh, Eddie Brock. It just seemed like it seemed like Jeff was just just thought it was funny and did it. That's what it's, that's why I right. liked it. Yeah, because yeah. so much like Willow is you could tell was something that he took very seriously. Yes, right. And then with. Him being Jeff Hardy, he kind of goes back and forth between taking the character seriously and seemingly have some amount of sense of humor about himself. Itchweed was just, I think this is funny, so I'm going to do it. Yeah, goofy shit. It was goofy. 
Uh, uh, Nick Kyle see. on the subject of Jeff Hardy, Damian Priest pinned him in the exact carbon, uh, sorry, copy and paste move that Triple H did to Hardy at No Mercy 2008. Oh, that's interesting. That's cool. Uh, let's see here. Anthony R., is this the year the titles get unified? No. No, it's no. not going to happen. Uh, uh, Aiden O'Connell says, brand new patron. Thank oh, you thank very you. much, Aiden. Thank says, you, love, you. your pods, love your podcast, guys. So who do you think were the missed NXT stars that could have been called up to Raw or SmackDown? Man. I mean, I feel like they'd been better off if they had brought up Pete Dunne rather than Rich Holland. Agreed. I wish, I don't care if he's champion, I wish they would have called up Tommaso Ciampa. I think he deserves it. I think I want to see him on on a big stage. I think it'd be great. I I think basically all the veteran talent in NXT, I'm pretty surprised that none of them got called up. You have Kushida, bring him up. Yeah, yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it, and that makes me think, all right, how do these wrestlers then fit in to NXT 2.0, and if they don't, what's next for them? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, the Real Chesnut, uh, what kind of... Shakeup does a women's division need? They have amazing talent and personalities, but it seems like they can't do solid storylines outside of the title pictures. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what it is. It just takes having interesting creative, interesting creative outside of the title pictures. Yeah, yeah, yep. Uh, Rich with Woods screaming, "Give me the crown!" to the camera after New Day's match. Is it a lock that he wins King of the Ring, or will they do the WWE thing and have him lose in the finals? I, I think that Woods will be able to take yeah, He's not going to win, but I think he's going to take his path there and make something really good with it. He's mm-hmm. really good. The New Day are really good at sort of making something out of not a whole lot. They've been doing it for years. And uh, so I think that he'll probably have kind of a cool run that will end in heartbreak, but it'll make it hopefully all the better when he does eventually win it if they even decide to keep doing it, which they probably won't. They should have him do it, though. They should have Xavier Woods win. If not this year, yeah. the next year. If they're not going to have yeah, him win I, this I year, they make a story out of it, you know? I agree. I totally agree. I'd love to see it happen. Uh... Oh, here we go. Moses opposes. Is there any chance that Reggie's 24-7 storyline actually has an interesting payoff or someone just finally roll him up? No, it's not going to have an interesting payup, and nobody. It's not going to be oh, somebody's going to roll him up. It's going to be used as a big punchline. So like, it's going to be some celebrity they bring in. Maybe it'll be Logan Paul. They'll do something where they will use an existing comedic storyline, and they'll merge that with a twenty four seven thing with a roll. Probably that, that's what it'll be. Probably they always do that uh, kind of stuff. Jimmy Thomas says, "How does Goldberg plan to leave Bobby lifeless and gasping for air? Which is it? Yeah, it can't you're life, lifeless. And you, I guess by definition, you can't be gasping for air. If you're gasping no for air, then you still are holding on to life. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, oh, okay. Here we go. It's an either or. Wolfpack Prince says, since Finn Balor has been drafted to Raw, would you rather him and AJ Styles have a feud or join forces and start? A new bullet club. Uh, feud, because I don't think they have any idea of how to do a, 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 a new bullet club well. I say you do both. You put them together. Don't do a new bullet club. I mean, look, if WWE decides to do a faction of like six people, I'm all about it. I think that's fine. 
fix a faction is very easy. You just put a bunch of people together. You give them a really cool logo and a cool shirt, and then you have them win a bunch. And then you have a faction. You, you have people. You have something that people like. It's really easy. It's shockingly so. easy. You think it's easy? Yeah, but that would be. But there's got to be a reason they why. It it up. <laughs> <laughs> You're wrong. You're wrong. They made it up. Are you, are you collecting happened. your channel points right now, dude? I'm up. No, to there's too much stuff going on uh, before we got rolling here that I didn't get a chance to get up. I was like 1,800 yesterday. Back up to 2,500. Well, congratulations. Have fun yeah. losing them all next time you gamble. <laughs> White brownie with the draft over. Are both brands balanced, or do you guys feel one brand still has a bit more? I feel like SmackDown actually lost a lot. They lost Seth, and they lost uh, uh, Becky, and they also lost Biggie. I know they got the New Day back. They're they're great, and they got Drew uh, over on SmackDown and Charlotte. I don't know. I mean, I guess. Okay, so yeah. In terms of people to fight Roman, so okay. Right now, he's got uh, Survivor Series will be him versus Biggie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Crown Royal obviously is Brock. Come December. We thought it might have been Seth, but obviously not. So it might be Drew through the winter. Yes, it's totally going to be Drew. And then after that, you have guys like Sheamus. Mm-hmm. You've got... I just felt like there was more people... Like SmackDown lost a lot of would-be contenders for Roman. Ricochet could be a episode of SmackDown. I was going to say. <laughs> he could be an episode of SmackDown. I mean, you know, he should be a heck of a lot more than that, but they're just... You know, it should be a job. multi-month feud. Maybe around... Well, that would be Drew. Maybe after WrestleMania. Well, yeah, after WrestleMania. After WrestleMania, hit Row. Because what's gonna? what do you think is gonna, Roman's WrestleMania match going to be? That could be Drew. Maybe. I mean, Jeff Hardy is over on SmackDown. That's a month feud he can have against Roman, maybe. Yeah, that's, that's a good episode of SmackDown right there. Hey, uh, what do you what do you make of a uh, Veer getting split from Jinder and Shanky? They're obviously pretty high on him. Um, everything I've seen uh, from an in ring perspective, he's super athletic. He's fun to watch. I'm really interested to see what he can do by himself. Now, will he be given the opportunity to 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 develop and showcase his skills? Who knows? But I'm I'm intrigued. So these tag teams here on SmackDown. Hit Row, mm-hmm. Mansoor and and Mustafa Ali, New Day, the Usos, Viking the, Raiders, uh, um, Umberto's Umberto's Garza and the Viking Raiders. Yeah, the the tag division on SmackDown is really good. Yeah, that's a hell of a tag team division. It right is really there. good. What's going on over on Raw in the tag division? You got the Street Profits. You got Alpha uh, Academy RK Bro, Alpha RK Academy Bro, Hurt Business, AJ I guess. Moss. Ray and Dom. God damn, that's like a lot of thrown together bullshit, isn't it? Yeah. Like like 80% of their tag teams could just split. And highly likely they will. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I feel like Raw really bolstered in terms of the, the top of the card, the men's division, obviously SmackDown. They got a great tag team division now. Raw's, as you mentioned, just kind of all put together teams. Yeah, Raw um, has uh, Big E, Edge, Seth. Um, Lashley. Well, of course, Lashley. They really should split Ray from his kid because you got then you get Ray Mysterio. Who, he could headline anything. 
and you still got Keith Lee there. You got Kevin Owens if he wants if he stays. You still oh, have and then of Orton. course, dude. Oh, yeah, AJ Styles could split from a miles. I mean, yeah, all AJ. those. Yeah, that's the thing. All those tag teams are all headliners. Yeah, Riddle, Orton, AJ. But in terms of like opponents for Roman between now and the end of the year, you got Drew, mm-hmm. Hardy, Sheamus. Boogs, Boogs might take that title off Roman. Anyways, uh, Twitch oh chat, goodness. stick around. We're gonna raid somebody. Boogs or Big Bob. Uh, so yeah, we'll do that. Wait, where did the dirty dogs end up? They're on Raw, man. <laughs> Already had this conversation. I'm here to show the world. Yeah, thanks for watching, everybody. We'll talk later. I know, I know. That's why I laugh so hard. It was funny. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.